Hello and welcome to another episode of How to Rock Virtual Engagements. Today I have a guest from Ontario, Canada, Scott McDonald. Scott is a fellow student of mine. I met him, I virtually met him on the Broadcast Yourself podcasting course that we did together. But Scott was born and raised in Toronto, Canada. He's 29 years old. He's the founder of Ontario Hockey Club, uh, Ice Hockey Club. He's the host of the Real Experience podcast. He's also a sportsman, played hockey, baseball, Australian football growing up. His passions include entrepreneurship, business, hockey, coaching, podcasting, and personal development. He always does things in, uh, to the extreme. Scott, I've only known him for a while, but uh, he really... He really is a high achiever. And a fun fact, he was a better actor than an athlete growing up, but he never pursued that. Welcome, Scott. Alistair, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate you being on the show. It's funny, you know, about eight or nine weeks ago, our first call with any um, classmates was with you. Yeah. And then here we are, you know, who, who would have known, you know, two months later, we'd be doing this together. And I love your intro, nice and smooth. So well done, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, we're all grown up now. We've got our own shows, our own podcasts, and it's kind of it's kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah, the training wheels are off. We're uh, finally hanging out with the big kids in school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every day I look at how many plays I've got. I'm like, oh, look at that. Look, look at the graph. It's going up. Wow. <laughs> so um, What's this acting thing? I'm also a part-time actor. What what were you? What was your acting vibe? Uh, it was interesting actually because uh, when I was younger, um, like I'm a huge movie buff. You know, any movie in North America, at least I've most likely seen. Um, but I was kind of a bit wackier as a kid. I would joke around a lot. I would recite, you know, a lot of lines and. And even some of the movies, like the, the one movie that I knew word for word from start to finish was the movie Clue based on the board game. It was Tim Curry was in it and Christopher Lloyd. And, yeah. uh, and I loved it. And, uh, and my parents had this thing of allowing their young, like, remember, I'm five, six, seven years old. And that when I was really getting into being a bit of a class clown, they're letting me watch like Eddie Murphy Raw and, you know, Wayne's World and, and Saturday Night Live and, and all these shows where there's comedy, but it's really vulgar, some of it too. Yeah, 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 <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess I developed a, a really wacky sense of humor for, uh, yeah. for, that, for that age. And, um, but, you know, I live in Toronto, Canada, which is like the mecca of, of hockey, mm -hmm. you know. So um, boys growing up in Toronto, they don't, you know, they don't go to drama class or acting class. They, they yeah. play hockey or, and they play baseball in the summer. And then as I got older, Australian football, but that's a different story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, um, that's where, you know, I was just really into that stuff. Like Chris Farley was the huge, um, you know, I was a huge fan of his, you know, Mike Myers, uh, David Spade, um, you know, like uh, every, everything. Like Schwarzenegger was my favorite action star. You know, I just, I just loved movies. I loved acting. I thought it was cool. And I always thought when I was younger, I'm like, well, how do I get to my life to be like that? And then realize it's all make-believe. But, um, but the one thing I, I give props to is that, you know, um, being a better, because uh, as I did get into school, we did have drama class and I would be in class plays and usually playing a more major role because I could remember the lines and I could recite and I could yeah. kind of reenact some of the goofiness that I had learned in movies or Saturday Night Live or something, um, you know, and I was really good at it. And yeah. I remember um, when I was about 14 years old, before I got into high school, my mom was saying to me, why don't you go to uh, the, the Etobicoke School of the Arts, which is, a, which is a performing arts school here in Toronto. It's a really yeah. popular. Um, why not go there and, and still play hockey instead of just going to regular high school? But I was like, nah, come on, I'm playing hockey. What are you talking about? Boy, boys don't sing and dance and look pretty on stage. You know, come on, yeah. I'm, I'm a rugged hockey player. Well, <laughs> knowing what I know now, the way the social media world is and performing, um, it, like, uh, it probably would have been a better choice to be a little bit more well-trained, but I kind of pushed that off to the side. Uh, I stuck with sports. Uh, hockey was my, my number one choice. In uh, my later part of my high school career, I got in playing Australian football. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was it. And I really look back and I wish I had pursued it more because doing this broadcasting course and meeting everyone else and, and kind of letting that inner child out of the course, you know, as yeah. I was calling it, um, it made me think like, wow, I wish I, 
I wish I had done more, more of that because I wanted to put myself more out there when I was younger. Cause I knew I had that ability. There were, there was just never the environment for it. Cause people would see you as weird, you know? Yeah. Like, so that's, uh, that's kind of the background on that part. But I, there was a few plays in school where I was a leading role and I thought nothing of it. I was just, it was just like a side hobby side that I was hustle. good at yeah. yeah, and just, and never looked into it. But looking back, I wish I had gone that route, uh, that, that road instead of, uh, instead of pushing at the hockey thing so far, once you get to, once you hit 14 in Toronto, there's a whole nother world of the hockey and of the hockey, sport of hockey that pops out. And, uh, you then realize that you're not the, the best one from the neighborhood anymore. You yeah. realize there's a whole, there's a whole world out there and you're like, Oh my God, what have <laughs> I done? <laughs> yeah. I've so. got to get me a whole lot better. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I kind of kicked myself there, but, uh, you know, we got into, uh, the London real course and the broadcast yourself course, which, uh, kind of, um, reconnected me with that side and, uh, I'm having fun with it now I'm vlogging a lot, doing a lot of different things and, uh, you know, making up for lost time, I guess you could say. Yeah. I was thinking about that today before my interview with you and thinking of my story. I mean, I grew up a Jehovah's witness. I'm no longer a Jehovah's witness by the way, but we weren't, I did some plays in school and I fell in love with it. I just loved it. I loved to play. Uh, I loved to perform. I love to be goofy. I love doing accents. As you know, I can do, you know, for those of you listening, my, how I got into all of this, I'm a voice artist and an actor and I still do voiceovers to this day. Anyway, I could just do accents. I could perform and I just loved it, but I wasn't allowed to do it. And I only discovered it later on in life, but you know, opportunities pass you by, right? You know, if you're not in the right time at the right place, it's sometimes difficult because you're so far behind the curve. And I was thinking about myself getting back to this course and podcasting and how lucky we are that we've done this course. But if you think of the younger kids today, I mean, I'm 42, I think you're, you're 29, you're a bit younger than me, but you know, these kids of 17, 16 who are vlogging, who are doing, putting themselves out there, using these virtual platforms to really make themselves known. And if we'd had those chances, if I'd had those chances when I was 17 or 18, what, what, what would have happened? And it's, it's just crazy the possibilities that we have nowadays to, to do all of this. And like this broadcast yourself has just been amazing. T tell us a bit about that for you, the broadcast yourself um, experience for you? Well, it's changed me. Um, it's changed my mindset for one. Uh, when I first, I remember the first day where I, where I woke up and I knew it was the first keynote call to kick the course off. And I was kind of like, Oh God, you know, you know, I like watching <laughs> Brian. I'm pro Brian's probably a jerk in real life though, but <laughs> you know, and, 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 and these are loud mouth Americans. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and, and I, but then I said, no, I'm going to do some cold shower therapy and some Wim Hof breathing. Thanks to Brian's show. I learned that. So I was kind of like, okay, well, we're going to give this a shot. And it was like, I look back to where I was week one to where I am now. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's funny, you know, it's not like an impact where all of a sudden there's a hundred million dollars sitting in your bank account type of yeah. impact that, that people kind of perceive as success. Yeah. But what I will say is, um, you know, it, it brought out that performing side of me again, which I got reconnected yeah. with, which I really liked. Um, it went yeah. to show that like I met yourself and so many great students and saw like what their strengths and weaknesses are and, and where, you know, I need to get better where yeah. I knew where I didn't realize I am good at something where other people have resistance. Mm. Um, so, so that it was, a, it was a great momentum train. And um, it was one of those things where little subtle things have been happening. Yeah. So when I, when I learned in the first half of the course, you know, I was really going after it. I got all my work done. I got a lot of episodes done and then I slowed down a bit because I was mm -hmm. so far ahead and I started thinking more strategy on how I can leverage this. Yeah. And as that was happening, people were listening to the shows. I wasn't really uh, promoting it heavy like launch day um, and, and still haven't promoted it to the maximum because I've learned a few more tricks of the trade to help me out there. Yeah, But it was one of those things where everything that I wanted to do, like um, for, for like quote unquote side hustles, people were coming to me and saying, oh, hey, I listened to your podcast. That message that you said, can you come and speak to my team this fall? 
I think mm. that's a great message to get out and we'll, we'll, we'll pay you for it. And it's like, Oh, okay. Um, some other podcasters who I started following them, um, just little interactions on their Instagram. I said, Hey, love what you're doing. Keep it up. Just not just being nice, not looking for anything. They said, Hey, I was listening to your episode with so-and-so last night. And you know, I'd love to connect with you. I think it's a great topic. You know, we're doing this with our show. And I'm like, Oh, okay. But yeah. they have like 10 X the followers I do. Well, some of them a hundred X for that. And it, it, it was amazing that way. So um, I definitely changed as a person and, and to go back even further when I, before I got into the course, I wrote down my goals mm. um, of what I wanted to accomplish and I accomplished more than I thought I had. And the ones that I didn't accomplish mean absolutely nothing to me anymore. Mm. What I thought was important, you know, two months ago isn't yeah. important now. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm moving fast tracking forward a lot more. So, you know, now having this, you know, it, it, I think it's great therapy for, for people who are a little more introverted. I'm kind of a mix of intro and ex- extra, depending on yeah. what kind of crowd I'm around. Yeah. But, um, you know, it lets that inner child out. I'm able to connect with more people that I thought not possible. Even now, I reach out to people who can contribute to more, to yeah. better IP for my listeners. Yeah. Um, it's just made me a creative thinker and, and, and making my imagination use more. So it's been a pretty wild, pretty wild ride in two months. Yeah, no, it has. I mean, I can just share this is this show is all about you, but I just want to share my my two cents worth. You know, it's definitely expanded my world. It's expanded my world. It's expanded my possibilities. And I never knew podcasting could be so much fun. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to interview some guy and ask about this and that and, you know, get my questions done. And, uh, and then, you know, I did my first one and my second one and I, and, I, and I looked at the clock and I was like, shit, 45 minutes. What the hell? Yep. What, what have we been talking about? And there's been so many, but in that 45 minutes, there's been so many good nuggets and, and things that have happened. But just a question for you. Mm-hmm. Let's bring it back to today. Let's bring it back to April 28th, 2020, we're going to put this episode out into the ethosphere or the cybernet. I can't even think of the word right now. (laughs) And we're at the time of COVID-19. It's a -hmm. difficult time. A lot of people are scared. A lot of people are anxious about their future, about their businesses, about their jobs. How do you think putting yourself out there, broadcasting yourself, will help anybody out there. So somebody who is a bit stuck, lost their job or looking for a job or is looking to get new customers. How do you think from what you've just learned over the last eight weeks, how do you think this broadcasting yourself in any way, shape or form is, is a good way to help people expand their worlds? Absolutely. I, you know, the one thing that jumped up or jumped out, I should say, um, was omnipresence and you got to put yourself out there more. And that's actually a chapter covered in Grant Cardone's book, um, that I read before taking the course. And just so happened that naturally that was one thing when you put yourself out there more and you start trending, you start trending towards success, success starts moving your way for, I don't, I can't explain why it's just the way the world works. The universe just don't try to understand it. Just be happy that it comes your way. And um, you know, for myself, the, the one thing that, that people have said is to me in, in the feedback that I've gotten from my show is we're adding value to the marketplace that wasn't there before. So I'll give you for an example. Um, one of my athletes who's been in my program for many years, um, you know, they're get preparing for the junior development league, which is underneath the university league. And uh, they have a lot of unanswered questions. And those questions are being answered now through my podcast, right? Mm. And at at no point in time did that person ever come to me or did I ever think to go to them and say, hey, hey, here's how we can help you understand your pathway, your success roadmap better. Yeah. And by getting that feedback now, I've been thinking, okay, how can we put ourselves out there even more? How can we educate our athletes more? Um, How can we educate people in business more? Because I I had had a couple uh, of friends who work at some bigger corporations who said, hey, I think you're onto something here. We'd like to talk about getting some sort of seminar platform developed uh, via Mm -hmm. via Zoom to do this. Um, So when it goes back to that omnipresence, you have to put yourself out there more to know that you're doing something and you're not afraid of it. 
So Grant Cardone basically said when the mortgage crisis happened, he contracted. He was, you know, we're not spending any money. We're, you know, stockpile cash, sell off whatever assets we had. And he contracted, he didn't put himself out there. Mm. And there's always a thing of, oh, you know, times like this is where millionaires are made because they're going out and finding new value, new essential services is, I guess, the politically correct way to do it um, to service the marketplace. Yeah. Uh, So that's, so that's what he did. And, uh, or that's what he's doing now, but before he contracted and he said he wished he had it. So um, the omnipresence of putting yourself out there um, more, you have no idea. There could be one person in the world who just says, Hey, that's exactly what I'm looking for. I'm going to connect with that person now. Mm. It's, It's happened to me. I know with your business, it's happened to you as well, where you're finding a whole new network of people who are interested yeah. in what you have to yeah. say and what you're doing, because that's going to help them move forward in life and yeah. not just be sitting there, you know, yeah. huddled up in the corner saying, feed me, protect me, clothe me. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's really, it's almost over, overwhelming to think of the possibilities that can happen yeah. right now when you do yeah. this on a virtual uh, scale. Yeah, exactly. you, can go glo- you can go global with it. Like I'm talking exactly. to you from Toronto and you're in, you're in South Africa, you know? So it's, it, it is crazy. It just, just uh, to your point, like this virtual thing. And then like, before we started the call, I said to you, the reason why I started this podcast, how to rock virtual engagements, because it gave so much value to my life. Virtual business has given, given me more money and more freedom to spend with my three and a half year old son so that I don't have to travel to an office an hour each way. I don't have to fly around the world. I don't have to do all of these things. And I think, and I believe the people such as yourself and people I interview are going to add value to people to, to, to help them with their lives and with their businesses and with their professions. And to your, to your point, you know, how, how do you think that your business, I mean, you don't have a crystal ball, but how do you think your business is going to expand virtually and in this omnipresent and these omni channels? How, how do you think, what are you going to do? Do, do you have a plan? Yeah. So my whole background obviously is in hockey when it comes to my business, but I was actually looking before I even joined London Real of expanding outside of that world uh, because it is still a small world. Like out of all the major league professional sports, hockey's makes the least amount of money, even on the professionals uh, side. Yeah. Like cricket, cricket, soccer, um, you know, American football, American basketball kills it by far. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my thing was, Um, and what kind of got me started on this mindset was earlier in the fall in September, October, I had a lot of parents that I was talking to about, you know, what can we do, you know, moving forward to help your daughter, you know, your son, uh, with their hockey pathway. And they were just really drained and tired because here in Toronto, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, competition and everyone's trying to tug at the same player like you know they're getting pulled in different directions and it just wasn't healthy and and the one thing that kind of broke broke it for me was when I had one parent who told me that they missed the mortgage payment for the third month in a row because of hockey Mm. just to pay just paying to play and I thought think of how much money's been wasted on the, the extra skill instructors like put it this way you need one skill instructor for your sport I get it you have your club coach that's all you need your strength coach maybe but they aren't just doing that. Some of these families will go and they'll, they'll try five different skill instructors. They'll play for three different prospect teams. Yeah. They'll, they'll fill up every hour with their kid's sport. And I thought they, they're, they're working out hard on their job and not yeah. on themselves, which is a Jim Rohn, you know, uh, uh, credo. Yeah. And if they worked harder on themselves, they would see how much easier this is. Kind of like what we just did with our course. When, when you see the clarity of how yeah. this process works into broadcasting and podcasting and and how to make it easier on yourself. So for my, my thought was, okay, well, we need to teach these kids how to work better, how to work more on themselves and not so much on their job. Like I can't provide them better coaches in my program. I already do. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't provide them a better looking Jersey. We already great, got great looking jerseys, ice times, w- tournament selection, whatever. I, yeah. We're already maxing that out. And all we can do to, to grow is just to do more volume. And I didn't want to do the volume game anymore. Yeah. Um, I just wasn't enjoying it. So I thought, okay, well, here's this online platform, this online Academy where we can teach them life management skills. We can teach them how to build a dream team of mentors around them. We can teach them how to economics one-on-one, just how money works. 
which is yep. a lot of my, a lot of my student athletes are going to university on these, on these scholarships. They have no, they have no idea about money at all. Not, not how to get a better job, not how to create it, not how to multiply it, not how to save it. None yep. of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so really for myself, we were obviously using the, the hockey as a launch pad uh, for it, but we're going to be doing it for student athletes. So if I want to go micro for a second, it's North America, high school kids. So ages 14 to 18 um, in uh, the main major sports in North America. So we're looking to take those kids who are going to be, you know, prospects for collegiate level teams in the next two to four years and recruit them and say, here's, here's the, the accelerator course that we have for you. Here's the continuing education and course that we have for you. And this is to make sure that you're a very well-rounded, high-performance person. All digital. All digital. All virtual. All virtual. Virtual coaching, virtual assets, virtual everything. They can be wherever they are, and they're consuming the stuff that you made for them. Exactly. And I'll tell you why. I would have kids calling me from you know, Chicago, Illinois, Dallas, Texas, families from, you know, Los Angeles, California, they would say, Hey, we've, we hear great things about your hockey club. Yeah. We want to come up, we want to come up and play a tournament in Toronto with you guys. Okay. You're going to have to fly there. You have to pay the tournament fee, your uniform, your hotels. You're spending a few thousand dollars to play with us in a tournament. That's going to mean nothing. I don't care if there's universities coaching or, or scouting. It's yeah. going to mean nothing for your kid. I cannot do that. I can't help you that way anymore. Yeah. That is not going to help you. And I know it's not going to help you. Yeah. So, I, and that was the thing that was bugging me because we had such a great reputation throughout North America, especially in the girls hockey realm, because girls hockey kind of gets pushed off the side. And I thought, well, what can we do? So with this platform now, I can have those athletes there learning from us in different ways, showing them who to look for. Let's talk about a high performance dream team quickly. Um, and here's something I'll, I'll even add this as a little, as a little bonus. So you find your mentor who's yeah. going to help you on your uh, roadmap to success. Yeah. You have your mentor that you consult with once a month on your strength and conditioning, your food and nutrition, yeah. your uh, mentor uh, for academics. Yeah. Here's, and here's a micro niche and it's a specialty thing. This is where I'd bring in a person like you who's saying, here's your mentor. Who's, here's the person that's going to teach you how to virtually engage with those coaches because you can't get to that official visit on campus to talk to the coaches. And here's how you're going to learn to communicate better. Yes, yes, yes. See what I mean? So there's yeah. so many, and, and there's so many different phases. So yeah. like, that's where put it this way. If, if I were to do that, I would say, well, our guys in South Africa for that, because that's how good he is. And that for <laughs> that's, that's how people right there will go. <laughs> These people are dedicated to really taking special eye to detail with, yeah. with their program. And again, if we're doing football, soccer, like we call soccer over there's called football. That's, you know, I can go to people that I have, that I now know in the UK that I know in Africa that I know yeah. in Europe and say, who are the people that are in that world? Get me connected. Let's start making things happen here. Yeah. And that's how a little hockey club turns into something much bigger and beyond that sport. And even, and there's the business side of it too, that I've had some people say, can you come speak and, you know, can you help us, you know, build a better culture there? Cause we like the message you're doing on your podcast. But the, the, the overall thing is there's that global reach. Like I feel much better about myself mm. doing that than saying, Hey, you know, here's another tournament. Here's another practice. Here's another skill session. Let's just, uh, let's just hope for the best. Let's hope we win because if we win, that will validate me to you. You'll think I'm great if we win. Yeah. Or no, I don't. Just, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm over that now. I'm over. I've won tons of championships over here. I don't need another championship, but what I do need is for someone who excels at my program, gets off to a great start in life and then comes back and speaks at the, at a conference that I do one day or speaks at a graduation that we have for the Academy one yeah. day. And say, hey, this happened to me. It can happen to you too. You, yeah. You, you're taking, you're expanding you're expanding your mind, you're expanding your business to across the borders and, and, and you're providing value digitally, virtually to everybody around the world, not just in your, in your own little domain, in your own pond where you're a big fish in this pond and you know, this is all you see. Now you're, 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 you're expanding all over the place. I mean, to your point, I, at this stage, I'm thinking I'm, I'm creating digital assets, little bits and pieces that I want to give 
to people and to people like you so that you can plug them into to whatever you're doing. But what would you say to somebody who's listening to this and they go, yeah, but I, I don't have anything. I don't have any IP. I don't have anything special. I don't, I'm not very special. I'm very average. Uh, how can I sell something digitally? How can I do something like the Scott guy, uh, you know, who's obviously, you know, he's done this course and he's, he's way more, you know, on it than I am. What would you say to somebody like that? Find out what your passion is. Find, sit down and write down the job that you would take tomorrow if you're independently wealthy, because you're going to be successful at it and offer that, offer that value that that job would provide throughout the world though. Don't limit yourself to that. So, you know, for example, like if I was starting fresh, um, you know, it, it, or I'll, I'll, I'll make it tougher. If I was in your world, um, I would be going in, if I was in your virtual, you know, world here as in, in virtual engagements, I would be going to the school board in Toronto, in Ontario. I would say I'm offering free masterclass for all your students who want to learn to communicate for better, better presentations. They all have to stand up in front of the class. Yep. Right. And I would offer that free masterclass if that was my passion. And then I would give that out. I would have my, my website and marketing all done. And I would, you know, have people around my inner circle who want to learn that stuff. Maybe it's a real estate person. Maybe it's a doctor who's got to do a presentation. Maybe it's a salesperson. And I would show them like, Hey, this is how this works. And this is how, and that's how you're going to get a better start and grow. Um, and for people who are doubting themselves or resistance, as we learned in the course, if you don't know where to start, just pick up a rock and throw it and start there. You, you just need to, you just need to take action. Once you start taking action, you're breaking through that wall of resistance and you're building momentum. You're building that passion. You're building that energy that it gives you. And it's yeah. again, strange when you start to move towards that success, your, your, your critical and, and creative thinking just mm. goes through the roof. That's something yeah. I realized in that course where, cause let's face it, like podcasting, I wanted to do it not just for hockey, but that's where I'm from. I wanted to do it kind of on an open scale, but they said you have to make a micro niche. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm you and I had this, our first call. Yes. When we were so like, Oh, you yeah. know, what are we going to yeah. do? Yeah. I said, screw it, screw it, man. Here's the five. Here's the, here's what I'm doing at North America, 16 to 21 year olds hockey. We'll start there and then we'll grow from it. So yeah. that's why I say you got to find that passion and write down what that job would be. If you were a billionaire, but you could start something tomorrow that you would do for the rest of your life and make that your, your foundation, bring it to your mini, mini audience, not to your friends or family, but you know, bring it to people that who kind of know you and say, Hey, is this something that would, would bring value to your life or to someone that, you know? Yeah. So, so are you saying that, let's say, let's take an example. If you're a business real estate agent and you want to do something else, or you want to create a, a course or a website selling some things you could go to your clients and say, look, I've got this idea. What do you think? And you, and you approach, uh, like you say, uh, a mini audience or a micro audience and give them these ideas and get their feedback. So you, you're working with friendly fire, as I say, I like to call it friendly fire. You people who are not your mates, but they'll give you feedback and go, you know what, Alistair, that's a, that's a terrible idea. Oh no, that's actually, hmm, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Hmm. Maybe what you should do instead of selling pink gorillas, maybe pink goats. Yeah, that, that would make better. That would make better sense because we really like that. We, that's what we really need. And, and, and then, you know, taking it from there. I mean, yeah, just start, just start. Look at, uh, do you know, um, uh, have you heard of DDP yoga? Diamond Dallas Page, North American no. wrestler. Okay, so he, he started, yoga saved his career when he was in his uh, mid, late 30s because his back was gone, and discs in his spine were gone. And uh, he, t he didn't do as many weights. He did yoga as his workout regimen. It extended his career another 10 years. And then that's what he did. He started teaching uh, yoga to the online community. And then finally, they built it up where they were selling DVDs. You can buy it digitally off his website. And they were actually on Shark Tank. 
And in the first year they made a, after paying themselves, they made a $900,000 profit from taking people who had regular pains and stresses in their life selling. I, I think it, I think it was like 49.99 for the six set, uh, six DVD set American dollars that is. And building that, that, that community base online and people sending their stuff in to his social media and just, you know, giving that virtual feedback and people were having great success with it because it was a low cost investment on their end. It was from someone who was well known in, in the celebrity world here in North America. Mm. And it just took off and took off more and more and more. And now it's this huge digital product thing where, you know, when you think, okay, well, here's this big brute wrestler who's now lifting his leg over his head. Cause that's yeah. what he does. He does yoga. No one would ever think you think wrestling, you think, you know, Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania is running wild. You think big brutish guys, right? Yeah. And, uh, and that's a whole different world to yoga. You won't see those big, big brutes do that, Yeah. but he's done it. And he's actually gotten some celebrities now in his program where rehab, uh, wasn't working for them, you know, safe houses, none of that. And he's helped them turn their lives around and now they're uh, providing value through their stories to the world. So it's, it's something just like that. You have to find what you like and go out and do it. I like talking to people. Clearly I like to ramble on your show. Like that's just who I am. So I need to find a platform where I'm allowed to do that without someone saying, Hey, shut up. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> shut up. I probably Scott. wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be the greatest comedian because I probably, you know, people would heckle me. <laughs> yeah. When's the joke going to happen? <laughs> it's 45 minutes. Does he, where's the punchline? It's like Andy Kaufman when he just read a book to a university one time at one of his comedy shows and yeah, he got bad dream for that one. <laughs> but what did you say? What would you say to somebody who says like, you know, yeah, but I mean, passion and all this, but I, I don't want to broadcast myself. I don't, I don't, I don't like taking videos of myself. I don't like hearing myself. I don't like any of that. So how am I going to get out there and do this? Challenge yourself put yourself in the position, do the first one and say, I'm going to launch this in a month from now. Make, do that first blog, put it on your Facebook for the whole, your whole little small world to see of your 500 friends or whatever. Yeah. Whatever that number might be. Yeah. Now your back is up against the wall. Yeah. And then do it again and do it again. And you'd be surprised like I was when I did my first vlog with London Real. I thought, who the hell is going to care about this? I cannot believe the positive comments I got back. Yeah. That, that after I'd posted that. And that's where it's like, oh, okay, maybe we're onto something here. Okay, well, let's get a little more specific in the next vlog. Well, hey, so now we, yesterday I, I announced that I'm doing this. Here's my idea. Here's what I'm doing. Any, you know, any uh, constructive feedback would be great. Love it, guys. You know, I'm on this journey. I'm going to see it through. You know, you might be lying to yourself and forcing those words out, but just say it because people will, will, will push you there. And then you'll say, okay, you know, it's, it's not the world that's stopping me. It's me stopping me. Yeah. And that goes back to that extreme ownership. So I would say, like, I, I, I thought my voice was just blah, was whatever, was, you know, a bit kind of redundant, like, you know, typical, you know, male in Canada kind of voice. And then people started to say, hey, you got a really good voice. And even today, I still don't think it's that great. I, I, I listened to Earl Nightingale. I'm like, now that's a voice, you know, um, you know, Her, James Earl Jones, Darth Vader, that's a voice, you know, yeah. like, you know, you got like a really awesome accent, you know, that's a voice. And then here I am like, yeah, you know, this, that, the other. Um, but Pete, but over time, more people who I didn't know who yeah. contacted me through my podcast said, Hey, you sound awesome on the mic. I love your content. Keep it up. Yeah. You don't know until you try. You're not going to know if you're, if you're just not, if you're just going to say, yeah, well, I'm going to talk myself out of, out of it, consider being who you vision in your head. That's just always going to be a vision. That's not going to ever, and a, a vision that's not actually put into yeah. practice. That's just yeah. going to be your, a fantasy for you. And it's not going to happen. Well, I, you know what I, I say, I agree totally with what you're saying. And, and what I found is, you know, doing these podcasts and talking about the subject, virtual engagements and how to rock them. I think that personally, I think professionals, salespeople, whoever, whoever you are, you're almost going to be from now on, you're going to be 30% actor because you're going to have to look into a webcam. You're going to have to perform 
into this screen, you're going to have to have a microphone, you're going to have to have a headset. And you're going to have to make sure that whatever you say and whatever you do comes across onto that screen with that microphone, and it's going to move your colleagues, your prospects, your customers, whoever it might be, but you're going to have to bring it. You can't, you can no longer say, well, uh, no, I don't do that. I'm just going to send an email now and uh, hopefully the email will do the trick because we're going to have to communicate this way. And COVID-19 has sort of made that almost the de facto way of communicating. You know, we, we, we're all tired of Zoom now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many Zoom calls have you done over the last eight weeks? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Count, uh, if I had some extra sets of hands, I could tell you how many, but two hands ain't enough to count it for all the fingers. <laughs> but you're, yeah. you're right. You're right, though. It's put it this way. I, I talk to my athletes when I would recruit them for my program and you got this real high end player and then you're on the phone with them and ma and pa and they're talking and you explain. So what do you think? Yeah, that that sounds good. <laughs> any, OK, any questions like, you know, like, what do you want to do? No, I, I think I'm, yeah, no, that sounds good. I think I'm good. Yeah. No, I don't have any questions <laughs> to me that you know what that says. Someone who, someone who doesn't know how to think for themselves because they don't have that communication skill set built because they're not confident in it. Exactly. And that's where, you know, they use that damn phone and now they're being forced to use it to communicate for what it was really meant for. <laughs> exactly. You know, so it's like, okay, here's a skill that you probably don't even realize that you're doing. But now, again, what we talked about, put yourself out there even more. And that confidence and self-esteem will boost because you'll learn how to communicate better. And not just be this whole, well, you know, well, it's the weather out there. Have you ever seen weather like this during a pandemic? I mean, come on. And once the pandemic's over, we're going to have to take a step back and do this over here, you know. And, and that's why I can't do what you're talking about just yet. But let me, but I'll, but I'll, I'll really get after it. You know, like when, when everything gets in line for me, that's how I do things. That's how organized I am. And it's like, no, you just got to start. You got to go now. Do it now. If, if, knowing what I know now, if I knew that at 18, I'd probably be a millionaire today. Yeah, exactly. That's but, I didn't, I said. but I didn't act, take action. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I said to you earlier on about opportunities and how, like you say, there's so many opportunities out there. There's so many things. And this, uh, like I was showing you that application before we started the call, this technology is going to rock things. It's, it's going to absolutely change. There's no, from now on, things are not going to be the same. And we as professionals, as friends, as, as whoever we are, we've got to embrace this technology. And like you say, you can't come onto a Zoom call and go, hello, yeah, no, fine. Hmm. Because if you're, going to, if you're going to talk like that to a high-powered agent or whoever, you're going to create the impression because when you open your mouth or when you perform in front of this camera, you, you're sending out signals. You're, you're, you're creating that impression and people make value judgments about you. As soon as you start speaking, they go, oh, there we go. All right. Yeah, uh, you definitely can hit a puck, but I'm not sure. Hmm. <laughs> I, I've, had, I've had coaches at some of the best Ivy League schools and some of the best Division I schools uh, from like Hockey East and a few of the other conferences there. There's about four or five conferences, depending on which sport you're in. Yeah. And they have told me, they get this amazing prospect, all the talent in the world. This is awesome. They're finally here on campus. They're ready to go get them in for the meeting in the coach's uh, office. Kids slouched on the chair answering. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, Oh my God. And, and the coaches are just like, mm-hmm. and then when they get there, they go to the assistant and say, get that kid off my campus right now. <laughs> yeah. Because exactly. of one poor skill of communicating. Now, what I think that this whole pandemic has done, and people said, oh, the world's changing. It's never going to be the same again. No, it's going to be better. Because now people who are thinking outside the box, they're yeah. learning to bulletproof their business model. Yeah. When it comes to this. And it does come to this virtual side of things and digital products and what have you. But they're being smarter and bulletproofing it. There's always going to be construction workers still. There's still grocery stores. There's still everything's the same. It's that there's going to be another group of individuals who are going to find a way to bulletproof the industry that they're in or what they're providing to their industry, to their marketplace, that value that they're bringing. Mm. 
you know, my, all my, all my competitors, some of them have done some stuff online, but it's died out quickly because they're offering the same thing that they were offering. If this was not happening, they they aren't going, they aren't going beyond it. They don't want to, they don't want to think going beyond it. And they've put themselves in a situation where they rely so much on when the world does go back to normal. Yeah. That they won't have the time to expand on this new way of bulletproofing your virtual yeah. uh, business side. Yeah. So, I think it's about, great. Uh, talk to me about this bulletproofing. What, what would you say to somebody who's listening? How do you bulletproof your business? Yeah. Well, you, you know, I was never a big believer in looking at competition, but um, you know, Brian, Brian Rose, he's, he's, he's into that. So I got into a bit more of that, but I was looking at it from a standpoint of, okay, if I'm in the sports industry, I'm doing this, you know, online platform, which is not offered out there a lot and it won't be offered the way I vision my program because if you can be the greatest copycat you want, unless you're doing it, you know, your way and you're doing it on the, you know, no one's going to have your exact formula. And even if they do something, it's going to be up to for debate. Well, who is the best? So, mm-hmm. you know, putting myself on an online pa- platform is helping me bulletproof it. Starting to get into different industries though, um, that I'm working on uh, slowly, but surely. Um, because we're not going to be overnight success just just by saying I want to do it. So my mind's expanded into different industries that are say not not more essential, but things that I'm good at. Like I took down all my talents and skills, things that I love to do with the business ideas I have. See where there's a cross and see where I can offer value. And it's for me to present to, to other industries and and do other ventures. So I'm not just saying I'm I'm bulletproofing my one business idea. I'm bulletproofing my revenue streams, Mm. where that money's coming from. Maybe there's the athletics that I'm in. Maybe there's something, you know, over here with personal development. Maybe there's something here with with public speaking. Maybe there's something here in sales. Yeah. But that's what that is. And then distributing and allocating that money correctly, how to create different income sources. So not just saying, well, here's income and revenue. Let's just pay ourselves. Well, let's go on a Robert Kiyosaki or a Jim Rohn thing, you know, get that passive income income made off of interest payments, income from investments, in, income from residuals, from licensing something. Yeah. And that's how, that's how ex- expa- um, expansive you have to get and how micro you have to get. Mm-hmm. Because now we're not just talking about the income, we're talking about well, what's, what types of income and how are those gonna be created and who are those gonna be created with and in what marketplace and in what region of the world, um, yeah. you know. And that's one thing that, that I've said, you know, at the same time, you have to start finding ways to start accumulating, not just doing this few mass transactions on a seasonal way. Like that's my thing. My, my main business is seasonal yeah, because we focus more on spring and summer development. So from Christmas time till, you know, uh, till the new year or sorry, to the beginning of spring, April, um, that's where a lot of our revenue comes in. And then we provide our program, then we take some time off and then we do it all over again. Well, now we're looking at, okay, our online academy, we can run that year around and we can do it based on regions. We can, you know, different um, companies I'm looking to get involved with on their sales training uh, uh, platforms for what we're going to develop for them. Um, You know, uh, what I want to do is also my own seminars and conferences, so many per month in different regions you're expanding yourself throughout your entire year. So you're always doing something. And during all those times, you're going to keep meeting more and more people and different opportunities to a point where you're probably looking, saying, I got too many opportunities here. Now I got to really hone in and say, what's more worth my time? What's more worth where I'm going right now? What's hot? What's not? So that, that way you're bulletproofing it. It's not just saying, here's this one product I'm going to sell you door to door. And by the end of the year, I'll covered every town I can think of. Yeah. And then let's do it in the next country. No, yeah. let's, let's keep getting creative here. You said earlier on, you said Omni, you would, you were talking about an Omni. Omnipresence. Omnipresence. That's right. Yeah. Not omnipotent. Well, you will be omnipotent, but an omnipresence and omnipotent Scott. Yeah. Omnipotent. Yeah. And I guess. And, and, carry on. on. You first. Come on now. So, so, <laughs> Hey, I'm, I asked the questions. <laughs> I'm driving this interview. How dare you? Um, how dare you? I'm ending it right now. Um, 
So uh, um, um, now I wrote omnipotent instead of omnipresent. <laughs> I wrote my own bullshit. Um, there you go. So omnipresence for me means putting yourself out there. Um, even if you're shy, even if you're camera shy, even if you're, you don't like the sound of your own voice. And, and for anybody that's listening, I can tell you as an actor or part-time actor, I hate looking at myself on camera. I absolutely hate it. My missus is a model. She hates looking at herself on the camera and everybody hates their voice. So you're in the same boat. I don't know many people. I don't know many actors or anybody who sits there and looks at themselves on the screen and go, wow, I love looking at myself. So, you know, if you want to get out there, you know, <laughs> everybody feels the same. Just do it. Yeah, absolutely. You can't pick yourself apart. Like even myself, I can do that six ways from Sunday. Um, you know, sometimes I'll do a podcast and I think, oh, I sounded very articulate and very classy and well-pronounced and mm -hmm, yeah. yes, yes, Jeeves, very good. And then I'll go back and listen and I think, oh my God, I sound like a regular country bumpkin. And it yeah. just does not sound good at all. Um, but that's why, you know, and again, what, what really taught me in London Real was do the task, finish it, move on. Yeah. Publish, publish, publish you know, cross it off the list, move on. You cannot waste time analyzing, you know, over analysis or paralysis by over analysis. You cannot yeah. do that. And the quicker you move away from that one and you're getting started on the next one, say if you wanted to do five vlogs every day and you just kept pumping it out, people aren't going to be like, Oh, well, vlog number 12, he you know, did make good eye contact and stumbled there. No, they're going to say, Oh my God, this person has talked, has produce 35 vlogs in one week pumping the tires of this big new thing that's happening yeah that he or she's going to be offering i got to hear more i'm seeing this person all the time now yeah and that's what yeah. grant cardone was talking about omnipresence and 10xing your goals don't go don't go and say like put it this way how far can we run right now i don't know one kilometer one mile at best okay well here's what you're going to do 10x that so that's 10 kilometers or 10 miles. Put that at the end of the week and you have a week to find how you're going to hit that 10 kilometers yeah. or 10 miles, whatever, wherever you're from. Now that seems achievable. Mm. And once you achieve it, you realize how little, how little distance that actually is to cover yeah. in one week. Yeah. And then you'll say, okay, well, my best day was two miles or two and a half kilometers. So next week I'm going to do 25 kilometers or 20 miles. Yeah. And let's build to that and let's challenge ourselves. And it's the same thing. If, if you go and say, okay, well, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Pinterest, whatever else, you know, platforms that are out there, there's a ton of them, but I'm going to go on tailwind and I'm going to auto schedule all these vlogs. I just did. I got a hundred of them. They're going to post every four hours for the entire week. And then I'm going to, tomorrow I'm going to start on more and, and marketing for this, what have, whatever, whatever it is, it is. Yeah. You will get so much momentum from people commenting and you know, there's probably people who don't like you and if they don't like you or they, they give you a stupid comment, Oh, well, you know, delete block, get rid of them right away. But you'll find out your answer quicker. It's like when Jim Rohn said, you know, people would say, well, I'm on the fence right now. We'll just pick a side to get started. Yeah. But what if I pick the wrong side? Well, you'll find out quicker. <laughs> yeah. It's better to be wrong today to start on the right foot tomorrow than just to be on the wrong in a week from now to start. Yeah. 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 And there's yeah. that omnipresence. There's that accumulation, like is especially what you just talked about with uh, that software program you're developing, right? There's a prime example. How much more can you accumulate through all that tallying? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, uh, one thing that I can say for myself to your point is perfectionism. And I, I had a huge aha moment during this course this course, this podcasting course that we did. And, and that was perfectionism because I get things done eventually, but I fret over the little things. Oh, I don't have a logo. The logo is the wrong color. Actually, the website's not done. So therefore, ergo, I can't do the podcast because what if people go to my website and they see a terrible website? No, can't do that. Shit. No. Website must be in place. The logo must be good. The landing page must be perfect. And 
there must be no more global warming and then I will do it. And uh, the, the, the course taught me just to, just to go. And I remember I listened, I listened to my first episode today of the, the, the podcast and I listened to it and I was like, shit, I can hear when I hit record and I hit the space bar on my computer, I could hear everything. I could hear the going, um, uh, I could hear my, I, my mouth going. And before I never would have done it. I was like, oh no, look, no, got to do it again. No, but it was real. It was real. It came from me. I did it. And the, the, the train was out the station and I just went and I had such a huge aha moment. And I was like, okay, wow. What if I just do this and apply this to all areas of my life? Just do it and just keep doing it and things will get better and you'll get better, but nobody actually cares about the mouse, the mouth click or the you hitting the space bar. They don't actually care. They're not going to go, Hey, Alistair, I heard your first podcast episode. Um, you know, when you hit the space bar, uh, I'm, I, I, I tuned out there. It's terrible. Shit. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I learned to embrace that stuff. Cause I thought, you know, if they start to, if I do it consistently where everyone knows I'm going to make a bit of a hit the mic or something, they might turn it into a drinking game. Okay. Every time you hear him hit the mic, take a shot. Every time, you know, he hits his, he hits his keyboard, you know, take a sip of your beer. So you might be help. You might be contributing to the gaming community at the same time there without even knowing it. <laughs> you know what? The other thing is I, I listened to one of my episodes and I was like, oh my God, the nose breathing. I'm sound, I sound like a charging bull. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> before, I did this, before I did this podcast with you, I, um, I've got like a nasal spray, like a, a nasal douche. And I was like, okay, I'm going to clean it. I'm going to make sure that there's no more nose breathing on this podcast, on this interview. It's gonna, I'm going to clean this whistle. I'll be as, as soft as a nightingale. Nobody will hear my wings flapping or my nose. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I like I say, I I love I love it when I do make a mistake on anything now because then it's oh wow, that's a possibility for that to happen. Here's how I can correct it and here's how I can make fun of it. And it's and it's like anything when failure is just testing and it's it means you're doing something when you get that, you know, oh I don't like that feeling. That means you're doing something. Because that's your brain saying, I can't find anything physically wrong with you. So I'm going to give you the same feeling like if you just got cut or if you just got hit in the head with something, I'm going to give you that really uncomfortable feeling. But that just means you're doing something. And it doesn't, it doesn't know the difference between you being depressed, which you already feel like shit. Yeah. Or if you're working towards something to make yourself better, which is painful anyways, because you're not used to it. And it doesn't know the difference. Yeah. So when that happens now... It's almost like you're tricking your brain. It's like, yes, that happened. Perfect. Great. Yeah. Doing the yeah. David Goggins. T I took, I took resistant soul by embracing that now, yeah. you know? So I enjoy yeah. it now. I, I love making mistakes. It's the only way I'm going to find out where I need to get better. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just, just fucking do it, man. Just fucking do it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And, and they're not going to go back into your first episode or your first, whatever you did, your first digital product and go, Hmm, there was, there was something wrong with it. I knew the, he's absolutely didn't do that correctly. Therefore I'm not buying it. There is actually, if you go on, I hope Ryan would ever listen to this because it would be funny uh, if, to catch on with, but if you go on London reels website, because it was during the part of the course where people were like, Oh my God, like this went off, my phone went off, all this stuff. There is a video of one of his graduates uh, from uh, Business Accelerator. I think it's Roger Compton. I think the kid's name was. They're having their interview, like the interview you get if you buy the premium package. So he's sitting there in the chair with Brian doing the interview. And all you hear is the office phone in the background going off for like two, three minutes. Brian's phone. And there, it, it, wasn't, it was just an office phone in, in, in the office outside of the studio. So here you have like, you know, London Reels got this great production value, amazing studio, amazing staff, Brian, the whole shebang, high quality. It's awesome. And yeah, even they have, they have issues too, where you hear the office phone outside of the studio ringing for minutes on end, uh, you know, and there's a few times I've seen that, like even sirens. So even like, even the big dogs, 
you know, they, they go through it too, but what do they do? They just keep going and they don't mm. care. And it's smack on the website. Yeah. There's the phones going off. Who cares? I don't care. I thought it was a great story to hear about the guy's success in the accelerator course yeah, yeah, yeah. for uh, the business. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. So exactly. high quality problems. <laughs> I'm conscious of time, Scott. Yeah, uh, no problem, for you sir. And for me. So what I want from you is, Mr. McDonald, what I want no. from you is I think we've got something here. I want you to tell the listeners what, how, how they can bulletproof a virtual business. I, you, I think you've, you've coined that phrase now, bulletproof a virtual business. I think you've, you've mentioned a few points here. I've written them down. I want to see if you can remember them. Ooh. <laughs> Damn I, you. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, can, I can give you what you've told me. If you, can, if you want to just uh, say yay or nay. You're looking, if you want to bulletproof your virtual business right now, you need an online platform. You need to... Uh, expand on your industries, definitely broadcast yourself. You need omnipresence and you need to avoid perfectionism. And find your passion. Okay. Passion's huge. If once you have passion, you have energy. If you're, if you're just going to try and sell, like put it this way, if you're a stockbroker who hates selling stocks, do not make a course, a video mini series course that you're going to sell about how to sell stocks or how to buy stocks, because that's not what you're passionate about. You might be into MMA. You might be into really hardcore triathlons. You're going to teach people how to get ready for triathlons. Maybe that's a skill you have. So you have a, if you're an angry stockbroker who wants to make money online, who is passionate about triathlons, put your energy into teaching people how to become a triathlete. Do not teach them how to sell and buy stocks because that's not what you're passionate about. You're going to be sucked into that world. You've got to get out of the, out of the trenches and start charging forward. Yeah. And uh, there's another one thing that we also forgot, R&D. You know, if, you, if, you, if you're passionate about something, you have an idea, you go, oh, I, I think I want to do triathlon training. And I'm going to do, the, the, do it in this way where we're going to train inside a, yoga, a heated yoga studio. That's going to be my thing uh, of training triathletes. Do some R&D on it. Test out your idea on, on, to, on a market, on, on people. Just test it out. See if it's a, see if it's a goer. <laughs> yeah. Do a survey, post it on Facebook, send an email out saying, Hey, here's, here's my, here's my sales. Here's not my sales pitch. Here's my business idea pitch. Send them the vid, yeah. send it out to your contact list. Any feedback. If you have, if you're indifferent, don't respond. Any feedback you have, send it to me. Just doing some uh, research and development here for something new that I'm really passionate about pursuing. Yeah, yeah, You'll yeah. be surprised how many more people want to help. Yeah. Yeah, I think people do like the concept of helping, of lending a hand and like, okay, we'll, we'll help you. Well, you feel good after you help someone, right? Yeah, no, for sure, for sure, for sure. Any more pearls of wisdom, Mr. McDonald, before I let you go? I don't have to go anywhere. It sounds like you're the one who has to go there, Mr. Uh, it's all good. Hey, it, well, one thing I have to forget, uh, before I forget. It's 9 p.m., hey? Uh, it's okay. Well, well, you got at least five more hours to go before you can call it a day. Um, it was funny when we did the alter eat, and this is something on a personal thing. I'll give a couple of nuggets before we go, but I was actually going to have my alter ego be the name of, um, there's a cartoon here called American dad. And they did a, uh, episode like a film noir episode, uh, mimicking, um, the playboy mansion TV show from the fifties and the host of the, the character, in the, in, for this one episode, his name was Alistair Kovacs. And I was going <laughs> to use that as my alter ego. And then I saw, damn, there's a guy named Alistair in the course. I can't do that now. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it spelt the correct way? Because my name is spelt the right way for Alistair. It was actually. I, was, I, I checked. If, okay. if it was spelt a different way, because like, so what's the other way? Algister is the other spelling they have, I think. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, Alistair, and then the stir is like a J. Yeah, no, there's Alistair with a D. There's Alistair. The sneaky J. Yeah, <laughs> <Silent> J. <laughs> yeah, but uh, to answer your question about anything, I I would leave for people is to, if you want to change, um, if you want life to change, you have to change. 
uh, you really have to get out of your comfort zone. You got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. You do have to push yourself outside your limits and pursue what really makes you happy. Because once you start doing that, you'll start to understand what everyone's been talking about all the time. It's easy to go and listen to a five minute motion, uh, motivational video and then say, wow, that got me pumped up. But if you want to understand exactly what that person's talking about, start following your passion and put yourself out there and you'll start to see. It might take a few days. It might take a week. It might take two months, but you'll start to see. And that's where that will be the day where your life had changed without you even knowing it. No, that's that's true that's true thank you very much scott do you um before you go if people want to get hold of you what what must they do uh if you want to get a hold of me you can find me at uh, uh on instagram at real experience podcast there is no e in the experience because it's a big x for the 10x rule thanks to grant cardone um you can reach me uh online uh through my hockey club at www.ohchockey.com just pick uh the contact info fill it in and boom, there you have it, sir. Thank you very much, Scott. You've been a very invaluable guest all the way from Canada. I hope it goes well for you and your business and uh, your endeavors. And we will obviously see you on the flip side. Absolutely, Alistair. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. And I had an awesome time being on your show. Thanks, man. Cheers. Cheers.